Hi everyone, uh, this is the Poetry Podcast, I guess, and today we'll be talking about Edelstrop by Edward Thomas. Edward Thomas was born on the 3rd of March 1878 and passed away in 1917. For most of his life, he worked as a journalist and a critic and didn't see his writing ability in a very positive way. He was born in London, but was raised by Welsh parents. But his father neglected him and all of his five brothers for his political pursuits. He enlisted in the army in 1915 to fight in World War One, but was killed in action during the 1917 Battle of Arras. Many prominent critics and authors at the time, such as Huxley, thought Thomas as one of the most important poets. However, he only wrote poems for three years of his life and was more well known as a critic and a prose writer. Um, so the general tone of Edelstrop is quite rem- reminiscent and the poem is basically about a very specific and short event in the poet's life. It describes an occasion where he was taking the train between Oxfordshire and Gloucestershire and the train had to make an unscheduled stop and due to this stop, he had some time to reflect and I guess, enjoyed an unexpected serene moment. And now I will be reading the poem. Adelstrop by Edward Thomas Yes, I remember Adelstrop, the name, because one afternoon of heat the express train drew up there unwantedly. It was late June. The steam hissed, someone cleared his throat. No one left and no one came on the bare platform. What I saw was Edelstrop, only the name. And willows, willow herb and grass, and meadow sweet and haycocks dry. No whit less still and lonely fair than the high cloudlets in the sky. And for that minute a blackbird sang, close by and round him, mistier, farther and farther all the birds of Oxfordshire and Gloucestershire. Now that we've heard the poem, we can look at some deeper language points. The first line of the first stanza, Yes, I remember Edelstrop, addresses the reader directly and sets up the poem. It's as if he's recalling a memory and it sets up a very conversational tone. The word yes is an affirmative which puts emphasis on it, suggesting to us that this memory is very vivid and clear for Edward Thomas. I remember also emphasises the idea and theme of memories in the poem and puts it into the past tense. It also gives us the idea that Edward Thomas is answering a question that the reader has asked him. And so in a similar way to Browning, Robert Browning, in her thoughts from abroad, Thomas very clearly addresses the reader and is also recreating a scene from his memory. Now for some more context. So critics now agree that Edward Thomas held a crucial place in the development of 20th century poetry, inspiring poets such as Ted Hughes. He wrote his first poem in 1914, having been urged by a close friend of his, well-known American poet Robert Frost. And now we'll be discussing the structure and the form of the poem. Edelstrop is written in the rhyming scheme ABCB, where the second and fourth lines of the poem rhyme. This rhyming scheme seems to restrict the flow of the poem, 
which is potentially linked to the disruption of Edward Thomas's train journey because of the stop at Adelstrop. The first stanza is written in a conversational tone, and it's as if he's answering a question the reader has asked him. Throughout the poem, it's fairly free verse because it doesn't have a flowing rhythm, and it makes you consider all the words he's saying and the descriptions in particular that he's making of Adelstrop and its surroundings. So the meter of the poem does change sometimes, however. The most common meter in the poem is trochaic oxameter. The use of the trochee means that the flow of the poem in between lines isn't as good as it could be. We see this because when reading it, you find yourself reading in individual lines as opposed to flowing through the poem as a whole. And the oxameter gives the poem a consistent structured feel. Also, in a similar way to Browning, in whom thoughts run abroad, Thomas very clearly addresses the reader and is also recreating a scene from his memory. Then we have Express Train in line three, which emphasised that he wanted a quick journey that went directly and he wasn't very happy with the stop. The words for that minute suggest to us that the stop for the train was in fact not very long. And we can therefore infer that when writing this poem, Thomas didn't have many memories or deeper feelings about Edelstrop, but instead just admired the place which he had come to an expected stop at. If you were to look at the first line, after Edelstrop, there are, there's a dash. And you can also find a similar dash in line eight. When put together, if we are to exclude everything in between these pictures, the, the sentence that is formed is, yes, I remember Edelstrop, only the name. This creates an effect as though it's all just a memory. So we're not actually there and he's just remembering in it. The dashes also seem to act as a space for memory for Edward Thomas. Every time he mentions the word Edelstrop, it is followed by a dash and shows he's stepping back to remember his journey and stop there. Now, if we are to look at line six, we can see, we can see that there's sibilance between steam and hissed. This uh, symbolises the unexpected stop and the steam coming from the train. Also, this could be interpreted as wind which is significant as the stop is empty. And if we look at line six, I believe, we can see the repetition of no one it happens twice in the line, which once again emphasizes the bareness of Edelstrop. This is also um, highlighted with the binaries that are also in line six, between left and came, which once again, the repetitiveness shows the bareness of Edelstrop. At the beginning of the third stanza, Edward Thomas seems to have a jolt of memories as he starts considering the nature of the area, mentioning willows, willow herb, grass, meadowsweet and haycocks dry. In line 15, Edward Thomas mentions birds and the, their calls getting further and further, showing an echo of their sound. Robert Browning also mentions birds in Home Thoughts from Abroad, showing that both of them take comfort in nature and animals. Going back to line eight, only the name. If we were to look at the name, it could be interpreted as just being the sign of Edelstrop on the platform, which narrows the reader's view down to just the platform, just the sign, not the whole of Edelstrop. Also, if we are to look at line nine, we can see that nature is presented in quite lonely and tranquil, but in, in his unique snapshots uh, in his memory. Also, we can look at lines 10 and 11, where we see polysynthons, which create a sense of fulfillment in the British countryside. 
To finish off, we'd like to ask a question to our very avid listeners. What other poets take comfort in a place and use it to express their emotions? We'd like to thank you for listening. Thank you. Goodbye.